you never seen it coming. Oh, wrong Persona game. Damn it! So this week, video games. Yay! And more on Geeks and Guardians. I'm the Guardian John. I'm the Geek Tom. Uh, yeah, Persona 4 Golden has just been released for Steam. I've already bought it. It is downloading as we speak. And Thomas is stopping me from literally ending the podcast right here. Yeah. You go play Persona <laughs> instead of listen to the podcast as well. <laughs> or you could listen to the podcast whilst playing Persona. I don't really know how that would check out for you, but give it a go. Not great. Anyway, lots of video game stuff happened here because I live in Japan and this is the podcast called It's Your One-Stop Shop for Everything Japanese. I tried to <laughs> say something funny and I ended up saying the actual thing. Done. <laughs> but strangely, so, okay, here we go. Here we go. So, for those who don't know, the PS6 got released. Oh, no, wait, because uh, the PS5 was much too overrated. So they went, no, we're going to jump one. It's it's just that advanced a generational leap, John. Is that's how high fidelity all the graphics are? They couldn't possibly insult it by naming it the PS5, which they definitely did. So they decided to name it PS6 instead, which they definitely didn't. It's so developed. Well, they they did release two. Uh, hey, they did announce two, <laughs> one with a disc drive and one without. So if you're staying at home and going, you know what? I love paying Sony full price for all my ten-year-old games. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> yep. I mean, some people were comparing the design of the uh, console to that of a router. And in one case, it actually is just a router because it's got no disk drive. So there you go. The best comparison I've heard is that it looks like Harry Hill. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's it's close, but I prefer the Seto Kaiba pop collar look for the, the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> it's fantastic. I want to draw blue eyes, white dragon on it. <laughs> but no, so the PS5 got announced this week, and that's going to be most of the podcast. Uh, we're also going to have a quick snack break because I want my dessert where I eat Japan things and tell you what Japan things are like. Ooh. I, the, it's Japanese food. I don't just eat like random Japanese things. And I go, ooh, those chopsticks look tasty. Um. Mm, splintery, my favorite. <laughs> we were talking about edible chopsticks a couple of weeks ago. Oh. So maybe I should actually order some of those. So you got to prove yourself wrong now, John. They're really expensive. So no. Yep. <laughs> and then after that, we also some more video game stuff related to Persona because Persona 4 Golden has come out on the PC. And I promised you all I will keep John to a concise 10 minutes on that one, because otherwise he will spend all day talking about Persona 4. Never! <laughs> you might be wondering why this is a three-hour podcast. <laughs> uh... <laughs> so, PS5, Sony released PS5. Uh, well, they didn't release it. They released an announcement for the PS5, which is much less exciting, but they also did that at 5am in the morning, uh, which in Japan time which is strange because I found out this. I, I was having my breakfast. I was like, oh, they released some news about the PS5. That must have happened yesterday and I didn't notice. Uh, no, it had happened about two hours earlier because they do it, even though it's Japan-based company advertising to Japan, they do it um, for an American-friendly time. Yeah, uh, it would have been late in the evening for yeah. me, I think. It would been really late, though, because it would have been about 11 p.m. to midnight. Mm, that no. wouldn't have been good. Good thing I didn't stay up for that because I didn't realise it was happening. <laughs> I'm very good Rude. at this. I, though that doesn't compare to the PS4 announcement in which I remember staying up till about 2am to watch it and it finished at about half four in the morning 
and then I could hear the birds outside. <laughs> I was responsible. As you can tell, John is an absolute fanboy. I'm not so okay. You can't I, take everything he says with a grain of salt here, folks. <laughs> I am I am not a PlayStation fanboy. I have owned all the PlayStation consoles from PS2 onwards. Uh, I do like a lot of their stuff. It's mostly I really like the exclusive games. I so much what console they're on, I don't care. But I really like Japanese <laughs> RPG. I really like Japanese RPGs, and I really like like big single player stuff. So that is why I tend to go for the PlayStation because multiplayer is not my thing. So I I kind of get fair. get put off the Xbox shenanigans. Yeah, uh, multiplayer and sports games aren't my thing. So that kind of. Mm. Xbox. How about you, Thomas? Are you are you are you massively corrupt as well? Uh, I I have a fairly inconsistent history when it comes to game consoles. Although my most recent one was the PlayStation Four, but <gasps> I can't say I played all that much on the PlayStation Four because I was doing other things at the time and we didn't get a lot of games for it. So I I'm not going in with any investment into this. I am as close to a neutral fanboy as you can get. So what I heard from that is you're a fanboy and you should die in a fire. Yep, that, that sounds about right. I probably should. That's my that's my yeah. evening plans sorted out for today. So the PlayStation, it looks like a console. Some people go, oh, it looks horrible. I go, it looks kind. Of, I think it looks kind of nice. I like white, and I like the weird, woofy look. If you have a picture of it or if you've seen it, apparently, people are saying like this: the things are for air. Um, the things are for like air oh. moving around for cooling hmm. and bigger and also to reduce the fan noise because if you have owned or spent any time near a ps4 you'll find out that it's louder than the large hadron collider uh hmm. so there's that that's an interesting theory yes i don't know it might just be a theory a game theory <laughs> what well, ah, it's the copyright lawyers <laughs> no i promise <laughs> <laughs> well stop saying it no please stop hitting me <laughs> yeah because uh, at the moment it just looks like it's completely over designed and, des and incapable of being put on its side so if there's an actual practical purpose to those swishes that would be nice uh you can put it on its side they have released released an official shot of it with a stand on its side okay fair enough and it does look better than the new xbox which the new xbox is just a black box as the Xbox has been for a while. Uh, they both fit into diff very different style demographics, that's for sure. Uh, it's going to be quite... Yeah. Nah, I mean, it's not that interesting. I don't care about what a game, <laughs> game looks like. <laughs> yeah, no, to be honest, neither do I. But I think the controllers look nice because they are just Xbox controllers with a big button in the middle. They've learned their lesson. They finally caught up to my massive Western man hands. Oh, no, but I need... That's why I need to buy the tiny Japanese version so I can... <laughs> With my small hands. Anyway, apparently it's less powerful than the Xbox. Does anyone really care? Not, not particularly. Uh, interesting thing is that PlayStation Four games, most of the most popular ones, are going to be backwards compatible on it. So Dash Fun. Uh, hopefully, the digital ones will be backwards compatible as well, because basically I own a bunch of the digital games, and that didn't happen from PS3 to PS4. Like, if you owned a PS3 downloadable copy of The Last of Us, you weren't able to play that on the PS4. That sucks. Yeah, it really does, because I had loads of PS3 downloadable stuff. Yeah. Uh, they're obviously looking for people to be a bit more reliant on PlayStation Plus, because, yeah, um, 
you get a bunch of games from that. And so, speaking of games, we look at the games that were announced. We are using a lovely article from techradar.com. They do not need us to give them a shout-out, but go to their site if you need uh, information about radars. Anyway, <laughs> also video games. That one. That's the more important yeah. one. I don't think they've released many articles on radars recently. They kind of slipped out of that market somehow. But, but what about my radar love? Very <laughs> disappointed. I used to get that for the articles. Uh, now just for the love. The links to these articles will be in the description. Anyway, num- numero uno, the one that we all care about. It's Spider Pig. Spider Pig does whatever a spider pig does. Can he swing from a web? No, he can't because he's Mars Morales. And No, yes, he can. Yes, he can because he's Mars Morales and probably a better Spider-Man than Peter Parker. Yeah. Bravo. Bravo. Encore. No, wait, no, stop. No, no. <laughs> wait, I am here, uh, well, all year because the COVID restrictions are still in place. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh we have spider-man mars morales uh what whether this is a sequel a not a prequel a a midquel or an expansion alone uh it's it's a game it's a spider-man game like the first spider-man game uh, for the ps4 it was a good game but that game story was kind of pants apart from the fact when spoilers someone died and spoilers uh Dr. Octavius started getting a bit mental around some arms. So they had got to the point of Spider-Man 2 from Sam Raimi. (laughs) So hopefully they will have more story with a Spider-Man who is much more interesting than Peter Parker. It's really exciting to see Miles Morales on a big game like this. I think the Tech Radar article said that it was an updated expansion of the original game assuming featuring additional content yeah but that then got people arguing whether like whether it was his new game at all whether you'd have to own the original bada bada bar uh and it's all up in the air so whether we know it i don't know but it should be fun because you could play miles morales in the first game i'm going to keep on saying first game i played that game all the way through i owned all the expansions and it was like yeah yeah it was it was it was really fun, but the story was rubbish, and you only <laughs> played Miles. You only played Miles in like some weird stealth sectiony bits where you also played as MJ. But the game is fun, and you can swing. And apparently, yeah, the combat will. What I'm getting from what it's saying is that they're not going to in, introduce a bunch of like things that are new and break the game. It's going to be the same map, same kind of combat and mechanics. And I'm like, with just a better Spider-Man. So yeah. I mean, how do you really change a map of New York, <laughs> really? I mean, it's it's a kind of stationary setting, all things considered. All right, so what's next on the list, John? Gran Turismo 7, it's cars. Did, Thomas, did you know that cars exist? You can uh, race them, cars. Cool, I don't care. Moving on, please. No, neither do I. We have Godfall. Ever wanted your gods to fall or your fools to God? Now they can, <laughs> from Gearbox Software. <laughs> Thank you for that. You were as helpful in telling us all about this game as the trailer was for telling me about Godfall. Because I watched the trailer trailer they had in the PS5 uh, announcement thing, and I still had no idea what the game was. But apparently it's some sort of hack and slash uh, action RPG looter type game. 
uh, akin to Borderlands with swords, or more accurately, Anthem, but science fantasy rather than science fiction. Or you also compared it to uh, Warframe. And hopefully good. <laughs> I mean, Gearbox are all right when it comes to releasing games. Yeah. Uh, bar alien colonial marines. <laughs> there is always that. There is always that. Randy Pitchford. Oh, dear. Uh, yes, yeah, so Borderland with Swords, or Swordlands, as Very I nice. will now call this game. You absolutely will, and so will I. Uh, to be honest, it does actually, uh, like, I'm not a big fan of the Borderlands slash Destiny slash Looters Futury thing, but the way that you probably could make me interested in it is by adding swords and armors and things. It does look quite cool. I do think it looks a bit like Warframe, but I will have yet to see but available holiday 2020. Apparently, it's also coming out on the PC as well. Makes sense for a Gearbox game. Indeed. Uh, then we have Horizon Forbidden West, uh, <laughs> which I'm legit really excited for. This is, this is what Japan thinks of the West. You cannot go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wasteland. <laughs> it's a wasteland filled with ginger-haired people, right? Uh, though, technically, I think this game is made by Guerrilla Software, who their main headquarters is in the Netherlands. Yep. So, yeah, I, re I really love Horizon Zero Dawn. I love it. I played through it all. The sequel, the main character's fun. The setting's fun. It has robot dinosaurs, bows and arrows, a cool, interesting protagonist. It was great voice acting and post-apocalyptic world with arrows. It's it's so much fun. And now with um, water temples. <laughs> yeah. And and giant mecha turtles and mecha alligators and an oliphant. More stuff. It's Just, I, oh, I love up an oliphant for more rings. <laughs> Because, Thomas, I challenge you, every video game is better if you add an Oliphant from Lord of the Rings. That is fair. Lego Star Wars, Oliphant from Lord of the Rings. Uh, uh, Life is Strange, Oliphant from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying right now. I, I completely yeah. understand what you're putting down. And so something that I don't understand more is Odds World Soulstorm. It's the new Oddworld gamey thing uh, with the puzzly game that was really old, but is also they now made a remaster and a remaster sequel. And now this is just a straight up sequel to those remastery sequels. Sequelception, if you will. Yep. Uh, it looks like some sort of platformer lemming style game, but with a very dark vibe to the whole thing, which seems interesting. They were always really dark. Oh, from yeah. what I remember of the plot, it's all about basically uh, you as one of a slave race attempting to get the rest of the slaves free through puzzle platforming. And not be accidentally genocided along the way. Yeah, pretty much. And But there you go. What were you expecting for the PS5 next gen? A 2D puzzle platformer. Boom! <laughs> uh, uh, next, something that was totally, well... Whether this was totally expected or not, we have Resident Evil 8 Village, or Villag. Uh, mm. Basically, it's Resident Evil 7, uh, Resident Evil 4 expansion pack. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it looks terrifying as all hell and really cool. Um, I am never going to play this in 60 gazillion years, but yeah. <laughs> That's very fair. I, I wouldn't touch this thing either because I'm just not into survival horror all that much. But 
I mean, everyone who's played a Resident Evil game in recent years, either one of the third-person re- remakes or, like you said, Seven, uh, is probably really excited for this because Capcom continues to crush all their game releases. So this one looks like it's going to be fantastic as well, if you're into that sort of thing. And speaking of something old that terrifies me, it's Demon Souls. Because what everyone <laughs> also wanted from the announcement of the PS5 was a game from 2009. <laughs> well, yes, because when it was released in 2009, not many people played it, which was what? surprising because everyone really loved Dark Souls uh, once that was released after it. But uh, they most people skipped over Demon Souls, which is why it makes the most sense to remaster it now, I guess, that they're done with the Dark Souls franchise. Yeah, I'm just wondering. I was never really into those those kind of games. I I played Dark Souls two and Dark Souls three for a, a decent amount of stuff, but they're too hard, and I can't be bothered to get good. So <laughs> I need to go and be a scrub elsewhere. And speaking of being a scrub elsewhere, Grand Theft Auto Five Enhanced is on going to be on the PS Five. The ultimate scrub elsewhere. It's another platform for GTA Online to steal all your money. So have fun with that. They haven't released any story or single player content at all in the stupidy amount of years this game has been out. Uh, So yeah, I really don't care. Uh, Then we have Project Athia, which is a working title. Uh, So whether (laughs) it will be called Final Fantasy 23, we don't know, but it's by Square Enix and it looks big open world, kind of totally not Final Fantasy 5 with magic in it does final fantasy 5 not have magic in it <laughs> no final fantasy 5 does have magic in it but this has like earthy magic-y thing it's a cgi uh, trailer we have no idea what this is yeah and we're not going to hear about this until probably the release of the playstation 6 so don't hold your breath on project athia is my advice when it will then be revealed that project athia has now formed into a remake of final fantasy 10 <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, it's funny because it's true. Uh, anyway, then we have Solar Ash, which is an indie gam. I don't know what the gameplay is, but it's by the same people who made Hyperlight Drifter, uh, which is a fun and very difficult indie game. So, yeah. It's a nice little variety. Nice. It's really been good that they've been highlighting indie games in this original presentation because it used to be that they would only release the first party, like core products. But they're realizing that a diverse library actually really helps people get invested yeah. in the in the console early, and it means they've got a nice variety going, which is good. Yeah, to be honest, that's one of the Switch's strengths right now. Uh, then we have Ratchet and Clank, a new Ratchet and Clank one uh, game that is not linked entirely to the movie, and I am so hyped. <laughs> I'm legit, really, really excited because. I to be I never played the old Ratchet and Clanks, or I played them like once at a friend's house, and then I played Ratchet and Clank the movie one when the movie was announced or whatever, and that was really really good and I loved it, and I was like, are we gonna get more of this? But it turns out we are, so I'm legit yeah. excited. And it's got some crazy interdimensional portal thing, and also apparently VR movements. <laughs> oh god yeah because there's those weird yellow tethers and they just look like when you press and click things in vr to me so we'll see how that shakes out i couldn't actually see most of the gameplay that they revealed because the particle effects were too powerful for the stream i was watching apparently (laughs) it was just way too much so uh hopefully it's very good and everyone's really excited about uh 
female ratchet or ratchet as someone coined and i'm I oh, like that god. One. oh god there's gonna be so much rule 34 <laughs> it's uh, a furry john you know it is you're a furry harry <laughs> <laughs> i'm a what a furry your parents were furry and so are you i can't be a furry i'm just a normal boy Come from a long line of fur. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> uh, so, though, I don't know whether this sounds more like a PS2 like announcement lineup. Well, what do you have? Well, we got Gran Turismo, we have a 2D platformer, we have the brand new game Demon Souls and Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> And guess what? We also have Sackboy, a 3D puzzle platformer. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see the Little Big Planet franchise uh, take a, a sidestep into 3D, which is, I originally was like, that's weird, because like in a post-Mario Maker world, you'd think Sony want their own version of the product. But then I realized that the studio that makes Little Big Planet were also the people who made Dreams, which is kind yes. of like the ultimate make-your-own-game simulator, even if it's bizarre. So it would seem... You mean the ultimate meme generator, Thomas? That also, yes. That that does make more sense. So I feel like going back to the original Little Big Planet system might not really work for them anymore, which is why they decided yeah. to go to Mario 3D World, but Sackboy. That's all right, I guess. I'm legit. I'm quite happy because I always liked the little Big Planet games, and I'm happy that he's back because he's also he's the closest thing Sony have to a mascot as well. But he's <laughs> he's just so happy. He's a happy little boy. He's a and also, boy. it's also making all the um. It's also trying to make like the PS5 like the family option as well because you've got things like Sackboy, you have things like Ratchet and Clank, so that's making it I think much more approachable maybe as like a family console. Mm. So there's another couple of things on the list. But no, so there we are. We have a 3D puzzle platformer. Once again, uh, it's it's the PS5 generation, everyone. Uh, same as three generations ago. Uh, then we have uh, Ball Basket. No, I said that wrong. Basket the Ball. Yes. Uh, yes. With more sweat than ever before. Oh more sweat and, and probably it's... more microtransactions. Oh it's yes, it's gonna be it's gonna be a nightmare. Don't touch it with like a ten foot barge pole, please. Then we have something that looks fairly interesting: Destruction All Stars. No, I know I said the name All Stars. It's not PlayStation <laughs> All Stars. Sit down, sit down. Uh, this seems to be an attempt to do like Fortnite slash Rocket League. Yeah, it's um, a it's a Rocket Car Battle Royale with by way of a little bit of Mario Kart, it looks like, which is going to be interesting. Yeah, I think this definitely depends. If this one is free, I can see it being insane, like insanely popular. I don't think it will be free. No. But, like, uh, it depends. Depends how much money Sony want to throw into it. But, yeah, it yeah, it looks like someone took Fortnite and crossed it with Sunset Overdrive and, you know, a good game. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are making comparisons to twisted metal which is a franchise we haven't heard on for quite some time so that's interesting yeah. although not nearly as 
nasty as twisted metal so yeah. i mean yeah you're right i i'm, cu- I'm curiously optimistic uh because it looks like it could be a lot of fun but also it looks like it could just be an insane mess we'll see how it yeah. shakes out then we have death loop which looks insane i i don't think this is a ps4 exclusive because yeah. it was unveiled last year which shows how much attention i was paying to last year's e3 <laughs> um but yeah. no it's all groovy it looks like hotline miami crossed with like we happy few and also if anyone played the call of juarez gunslinger mm. which is one of my favorite first person shooters from the last 10 years if you haven't played it it's like 10 quid it's it's like actually playing a cowboy film it's great and this has the same kind of reminds me the same kind of stylized doogadaggies yeah it's uh it's by arcane studios so they're i think they're a subsidiary of Beth- bethesda and they're the ones who make the uh uh dishonored games which you'll see yeah. very similar looks very similar to how this game looks like it overplay but you're right the concept seems to be that the guy is trapped in a time loop where he sort of groundhog days every time he gets killed by the inhabitants of this island so i yeah. wonder if it's a sort of like semi roguelike experience and that it's... that would make me extremely depressed i know please no. I, I don't know how story driven the game's going to be because we don't have an awful lot of details on like the overarching gameplay but it looks like it's an interesting concept, and I really like the visual styling of it, especially with the uh, like logos and stuff. They're, they're really going into it. So, oh no, fend off an assassin coming to take you down who might be controlled by another player. That, mm, mm. yeah, because it's uh, it's an assassin versus assassin game uh, where uh, you're trying to skip the island uh, and someone else is trying to kill you. Uh, oh, oh so, I wanted that to be I wanted it to be a fun story based game, but nope, that's not happening. Anyway, uh, stories we have stray. It's it's basically I'm getting my very Thomas was alone Mike Bithell vibes from this, though it's not made by him. It's stray. It's basically a cyberpunky robot world where you play as a stray cat. Yeah, and I think I've heard about this game ages ago for some reason, but now it's finally coming out proper. It just looks adorable, and I want I want it. I mm. want it so much. It, I'm it's... not sure why it's robots. They seem to function exactly the same as humans, and I'm not particularly keen on the whole. They're robots but they are exactly the same as humans but we'll see how it shakes out yeah anyway we have good yeah we have goodbye volcano high which is (laughs) it's dragons dragons and dinosaurs crossed with uh teen angst teen angst and life is strange i'm all for this it was nice to see a 2d cartoony aesthetic in the lineup so uh i mean it could be interesting as a more story-driven experience I don't know what exactly the game is, though. Then we have Returnal, which uh, no one knows what it is. It's another uh, time it... loop. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Are but we stuck in a time like... loop discussing time loops? <gasps> yeah. But this time way of, like, 3D shooter bullet hell Lovecraft, which is bizarre, but also kind of cool. Woo. Speaking of being more family-friendly, which we weren't, but anyway, it's Bug Snacks. Uh, it... <laughs> A real horror game. Yes, uh, which just seems to be kind of like, a bit like that Slime... Slime Rancher, John. Slime Rancher for the PC. But no, but it just looks kind of fun and adorable. And yeah, so if you want cute animals... If you want sentient food, 
and transforming your body parts into food. Um, Okay. So there we are, the true horror game. And then something for all the family, Hitman 3. Hitman 3 is out. Well, no, it's been announced. It's coming out in 2001. (laughs) 2001? 2021! (laughs) I really am stuck in a time loop. John with the railing so badly. Uh, Do you like the Hitman games, John? Yeah, they were fun. I started, I played them recently. They're good, they're good games. Uh, I enjoy playing them on the PC, but yeah, they, they're nothing to me like super amazing, but no, a new one's coming out. They're good games, good stealthy, weirdy games. Yeah, I play them on the easiest difficulty because I'm really boring. Then a game that I actually really want to talk about, which is Ghostwire Tokyo uh, from Shinji Mikami. Oh my goodness. This looks insane. And it's also a horror game. This is the closest I have come to wanting. I legit want to play this so much. This is the guy who made the original Resident Evil. He also directed Resident Evil 4. He made The Evil Within, but we don't hold that against him. (laughs) But no, so this looks like a horror action game in the middle of Tokyo where 99% of the population has disappeared and the other 1% have ended up with weird superpowers and paranormal stuff. It looks like Infamous Cross with Resident Evil. In my mind, it's the closest I'm going to get to a mob psycho simulator, but with like yeah. actual Japanese horror of like yeah. raincoat children and men with no faces. So that's going to be fun. Okay, and we don't have much more to go. We have Jet the Far Shore. No idea what that is. <laughs> And neither does the people who are making it. So, yeah, it's an experience, I think. Uh, uh, next, we have Kenna Bridge of Spirits, which... Oh, yeah! This looks adorable. I can't... Oh, yeah! It's got black furry Pikmin, and I love it. Then Little Devil Inside, which is fighting out for the most adorable thing you've ever seen. It seems to be another indie 3D adventure game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like Witcher by way of Tim Burton with a little bit of humour. I really like it. Yeah. Then this isn't a game, but Astro's Playroom. So you can mess around yeah. with the thing that PlayStation are attempting to bake their mascots and failing. Yeah. Uh, then we have Pragmata, which is the... <laughs> I've no idea. It's a latecomer in the dad game must save small child from scary world simulator. <laughs> but... <laughs> But this time your child is a robot. Is she a robot? Well, she can breathe in space, so I hope so. I don't know, but you're an astronaut. Something's happened to the world. Um, Yeah, no one knows anything about it, bar it's from Capcom, and the character animations are about what I would expect from Japan. It's the most Kojima-looking non-Kojima game I've ever seen. Those are all the new stuff. Stuff they're saying is currently in development for it is Control. That's a game. Destiny 2, meh. Uh, Fortnite, oh my, the most popular game in the world at the moment is going to be on the new consoles. Who'd have thunk it? Uh, Warframe, so if if falling gods don't get your style, play Warframe for free. And also Gothic, which is the cult classic from 2001. Because apparently the PS5 doesn't have enough old games on it, but I am happy they're bringing stuff like that to it. Gothic, goodness um, me. Yeah, though it's 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 seems to be a remake. It's a remake, so it's not like yeah. They would have to make that from the ground up again in order to make that appeal to modern audiences. That is an old game. 
And then we have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, because, oh my, the new Assassin's Creed game is going to be on it also. Who'd have thunk? Uh, Rainbow Six Siege, which I am surprised as. It got a new life, like, quite late in its cycle, and it's been really popular, like, since then. So, yeah. yeah they're still bringing... around. Who'd have thunk? Yeah. And uh, the co-op shooter Outriders from People Can Fly, they say it's coming out. It's a co-op RPG shooter, which... Just if it was an RPG shooter, I'd be happy. The co-op thing makes me sad, but people can fly. I've made some great games. Um, so I really hope. And the same with Lord of the Rings Gollum is conferred for it and the new Watch Dogs game as well. As well as, oh God, Battlefield 6. And I assume the new Call of Duty, whenever that is. And yeah, Gods and Monsters, which is just a, is just a Ubisoft thingy that was delayed but that looks fun and the very unfortunately named rainbow six quarantine yep <laughs> which was also delayed and talking about another thing the reason to stay inside dying light 2 is coming as well as chorus slash corves slash that's bad font choice and vampire the masquerade bloodline 2 and something called Scarlet Nexus, which looks like the most Japanese game pretty much ever by Bando Namco. By Bando Namco. Bandai Namco. Namco. Namco Bandai? Words. Words. Yeah. Speaking of words, things that are coming out in the PS4 might come to that. But we've been talking too long and I need a snack. That means it's time for You've Never Seen It Coming. The snack break I announced earlier. So you did totally see it coming. So for those who don't know, Thomas and I have been playing Danganronpa 2 on stream. Yes. And there was a rather unfortunate item in that game called the Man's Nut. Okay, go on. Shaped like a big old chestnut, which unlocked some extra scenes in the game, shall we say. Yep, definitely chestnut shaped. That's definitely what it was. Yep. And so what I got was my own chestnut ice cream wafer Ooh, interesting which is oh. just shaped like a massive nut so it for those is. who don't know there are pictures on the gaijin john instagram uh but yeah it's like a an ice cream sandwich with wafer but with a chestnutty filling it's com it's a complete wafer shell, which with what I assume is an ice cream interior, but I can't tell because we haven't, you know, opened it here's yet. The here's the outside picture. Ooh, oh goodness me, what is that on the inside? I have no idea, but it looked interesting, and this is my <laughs> dessert. So yeah, uh, you can find pictures of the Gaijin John uh, with uh, my hedgehog pillow, who was trying to get a nom of this before me. Eat the takimas. Oh, oh my. Oh my, he says. That is sweet. Ah. Uh, well, you'd expect that from an ice cream, wouldn't you? Mm. So what it is, is like basic vanilla ice cream in the middle, but then like a chestnutty gel on one side. Ah, that's what that was. Yeah, so it's, well, a gel, like a kind of jam, which has also got stupid amounts of sugar in it. Oh, goodness. But no, it's really nice. And it's shaped like a chestnut. This is great. <laughs> it's exactly what you need on these warm Japanese days. Yeah, my own man's nut. Yep. 
Uh-huh. But yeah, I give that a nut out of 10. <sighs> yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to challenge that. Let's just move on. <laughs> that was legitimately really nice, and I didn't expect it to be. <laughs> Japan loves sweet chestnuts. What can you I always say? undersell the, the delicacies of Japanese sweet culture, John. I know. It's amazing. It's That's, that's why we have the snack break. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's definitely the only reason we have the snack break. It's definitely not yes, self-indulgent in any way. Yep, and speaking of something sweet beyond compare, Persona 4 Golden has just hit steam! <laughs> and now we're in John's self-indulgence corner. Here we go. Yay! Welcome to the reason this podcast exists, my ego. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Persona 4 Golden has just hit steam. For those who don't know, Steam is the gaming platform there. Uh, Persona 4 Golden is uh, a game by Atlas, was originally released in 2008 eight for the ps2 it was then released five years later with a remaster for the ps vita i was one of the few that owned a ps vita and <laughs> i know we are rare we're an endangered species and i played persona 4 golden because it was basically the best game on the system and it it is one of my best games of all time it's despite the fact that i was relatively young when first playing it so i realized that i did not understand what the hell i was supposed to be doing like 90 <laughs> percent of the game but no it's it's now it's out on pc which is huge because atlas haven't been releasing their mainstream persona stuff on pc they've released some things on switch and nintendo ds and things like that and obviously the playstation consoles yeah well this is the first time that a that a main brand Persona game has appeared off the main PlayStation consoles because they all have side games which turn up in multiple places. But now, essentially, the game before the most, in inverted commas, popular game in the franchise before Persona 5, like, this is the game that lots of people played and was like, oh, Persona 5 is going to be so good. And then loads of people play Persona 5 and you're like, oh my god, this is really good. How do I play the game before it? Um, gonna have to buy a PS Vita. Nope, I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, now people can play literally one of the best games of the PS2 and probably the best game that was ever on the Vita. <laughs> and it's $20 on Steam or 15 or 16 English pounds. There is a deluxe edition where you get the soundtrack and a digital art book. Uh, the soundtrack is a banger. Uh, I absolutely so... recommend getting your hands on that if you want. Uh, yeah, though you can also just play it on Spotify over and over and over and over and over and over and over, etc. You don't um, have to speak from experience on that by any chance, do you? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so the thing is, Persona 4 Golden is a huge amount of content. It's 69 to 100 hours. It's nice. literally insane. Uh, so I would definitely recommend it. I love Persona 5 The Royale. I'm playing that at the moment. Uh, one of the main things for this, they're probably not going to announce a new Persona game like anytime in the immediate future because Persona 5 came out 20... Persona 5 came out 2017 in the West. 
And Persona 5 The Royale only came out last year in Japan and this year in the West. So it's still been a while. Uh, it takes a while to make these games. Yeah, the only thing that is coming out soon in the West, though whether it will be out on PS5, is Persona 5 Scramble, which is Persona 5 The Dynasty Warriors game. Oh. Which is the one that is coming to Switch. I don't know what I imagined when you said Scramble. I was like, what What kind of game is that? <laughs> yeah, well, Persona, Persona is well known for loads of like side games to all the other things. The Persona games are so good, and now this is accessible like Persona 4 is accessible to so many more people and I recommend it wholeheartedly. It's a great thing to experience. Like, because for those... Uh, I And I haven't even talked about what the Persona games are. So, very quickly, they are half dungeon crawling JRPG and half school life simulator. You are a character who has moved to a random place and you meet new friends and stuff whilst you're there but you also end up in your dreams going into another world and fighting people with your friends and the more time you spend with your friends in the real world uh the more powerful they then get in the other world and the more bonuses you get so it's a it's a it's a great gameplay loop and you do things you have to up your stats to do other things and oh it's so good it's so so good and I'm legit want to play it right now, despite the fact it's about half nine at night and I have work tomorrow. <laughs> mm. But no, I defo recommend it. I defo, 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 defo. If you play any of the games that I like, if you take my recommendation with any salt, which you shouldn't, but if you do play this game, it's like $20 and it's legit one of the best games I've ever played. And I say that with feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and whilst that is happening the waifu wars will continue because there is such a huge best girl war within the persona community you have no idea <laughs> I, I figure that pops up a lot when it comes to japanese media but yeah. especially in games based around hanging out with people i can yeah. see why it's easy to pick favorites I will also say that this does has some like 2000, it has adult themes, but it also has kind of 2008 Japan view on adult themes. So there are some problematic social commentary. It's trying, but it's, mm. there's uh, a lot of stuff with one of the male characters that is just a bit, mm, yeah, this is. This just is... misses the mark, did not age well. Or was it bad for the yeah. time? It was kind of bad for the time, but it's more Japan for the time which is always a little off when it comes to our own understanding. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of I'm not going to go into it too much because it is spoilers for like the mid game, but yeah. it's don't, if you don't want to play it though, you can always find the anime. There are two animes of it, um which I do which are quite fun. You can watch in English cuz the character, the main character gets to have more of a voice in that and he just gets to be the sassiest little boy. Nice. He is the sass. He is the sass master. And the dub cast is really good as well. And to be honest, I think that's it for today because we talked a long time about the PlayStation. Yep. And I just wanted to talk about Persona 4 because it's such a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm legit so happy I can play it again because, oh.
Yeah, I should it's, not have unleashed this on the world. <laughs> I should not have told him. No, should not have I really him. want. I really. Uh, well, it's going to be up to me to. It's going to be up to me to try and convince Thomas to let me play this on stream. So <laughs> when that's going to happen, nobody knows. Gonna have to fit that into the schedule somewhere. Uh, yes, my schedule of playing random Japanese games whilst actually working at a Japanese high school. I legit live this game. This is how much this game has done to me. It made me think that my career choice in real life was a good one. <laughs> it all goes back to this. T 2016, John, or whatever. Yeah, was it 2016? No, it was 2014 when I played Persona. No, it was even further. It was 2013. I was playing this game on Vita in 2013, seven years ago. And now look at me, sitting in a rainy apartment in Japan. Be careful, guys. That's what Persona 4 will do to you. <laughs> It's a gateway. It's gateway Japan drug, and that way also a gateway to the podcast. So play it. As I said, we do stream. We stream on Twitch on Tuesdays and Saturdays. That schedule might be up in the air a bit in the future. Yep. But currently we are Tuesdays and Saturdays, and you can always watch the VODs for two weeks after every stream. We are getting our way through Danganronpa 2. By the time this is out, we'll have known that Redacted has killed Redacted. And it's very sad. I am very sad. I'm very disappointed in you all. How dare you? You'll be even more despairing after the trial. Hey. Uh, we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on YouTube. Thomas has released some wonderful YouTube videos, as he will continue to do. Thank you very much. We have uh, two up already, and the third Ooh. and final video will be coming out this Friday. Yay. So, uh, what are those videos about, Thomas? Uh, it's a series I've titled Shonen's Glass Se Ceiling about uh, female characters in action anime and just exactly how much plot relevance they have. So ah. look forward to My Hero Academia this week. Ooh. The big one. It's the one. The one we've all been waiting for. <laughs> and I've tacked on some recommendations for other anime at the end of that. So if you're looking for something new Ooh. to watch in this current climate or just in general... Because you can always add more anime to your watch list. I know you can. <laughs> I, I literally sleep on a pile of my watch list at the moment, Thomas. Don't get, don't do this to me. Then check it out. Indeed. And check out more. We're all in your description. Leave us a review. Slam your head on the keyboard. Uh, it doesn't help us. It'll just be funny. But everything. We are Geeks and Guardians at everything. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye-bye.